This episode is sponsored by Santa Cruz Works, your connection to our area's thriving tech and business community. With over 5,000 members, Santa Cruz Works gives you access. The largest monthly tech events, solutions for your startups and businesses, connections to the hottest jobs, and the latest news about local companies, their stories and best practices. Subscribe free to the Santa Cruz Works weekly newsletter today, santacruzworks.org slash podcast. My name is Nolan Haynes. I am 17 years old and I go to SoCo High School. I'm a senior. It's it's been a, a big adjustment. It's been a little depressing because you're starting to realize that uh, all these things you've been expecting your whole life are like being taken away. Our prom is being taken away now. I I, I might have to get a diploma over over email. That sucks. And I might have to plan something out with my friends in the future, like to make up for prom, like a night out, you know, dressed all night over the summer. For Nolan Haynes and the class of 2020, the coronavirus has cast a shadow on all the last hurrahs of high school. Nolan loves acting and singing. He's even hoping for a career in it. He's frustrated. His final high school musical, Rent, has been canceled. He says his jazz choir is a joke over Zoom. And I have to record myself with like a karaoke track in the background or an instrumental version. And then I have to send it to her over Google Classroom. And then I have to re-sing it live to the whole class over Zoom. And that's, that's been really tough because none of us can hear each, hear each other. Um, and it's very, it's very laggy. And it cuts out a lot, yeah. I'm Stephen Baxter. And I'm Kara Myberg-Guzman. This is Santa Cruz Local. Nolan's story is just one of the dozens we heard over the past week. Teachers, parents, students all of them suddenly thrust into this new world of online distance learning. With our stories over the next few weeks, we want to talk about solutions. We want to shine a light on what's working. For this episode, we tackled two questions. What's working for students and parents with distance learning? And what can we do to help kids get comfortable with the new normal? These two questions were inspired by the Solutions Journalism Network. They're trying to get newsrooms to not just report on the problems, but focus on the solutions. What we heard were anecdotal successes. We don't have hard evidence. Everyone's figuring it out as they go. We kept hearing from teachers, we're building the airplane while it's in the air. But we think these approaches are worth hearing. Maybe you can pick up some tips for your own family. But first, let's hear from two parents about their challenges. Here's Joe Fleming. Joe has been working from home since the lockdown. She has two kids, Ollie, a high school sophomore in Scotts Valley, and Hannah, a sophomore at UCLA. Hannah is immune compromised. She's home early from school. I interviewed all of them over their back fence. I wanted to give them ample distance. We're in our best isolation closet, which means like we've put on our clean pajamas. <laughs> oh, look at Jedi. Um, So that's been our story. Um, I'm lucky enough that I can work from home and so is my team. And then my husband has been sick 
since day one. And so he's been isolated, Kai's been isolated downstairs um, just because, you know, we have immune compromised issues going on. And so we, we've been bringing him meals and it's hard not to have that person with me. And especially for him too, I'm sure. But um, he's got like a nasty cough and so we're just keeping him isolated. Even for families who don't have anyone sick at home, there are plenty of challenges. I talked to Allison Guevara. She's an education consultant and a parent on Santa Cruz's west side. For the past three weeks, she's run a local parent support group on Zoom. It's to help families deal with the lockdown and distance learning. Other parents have told her they're short on food. Others are worried about how they're going to pay rent. You know, I'm privileged. I have, you know, my, my husband and I, we have secure income right now. We have secure housing. We have a kitchen full of food. Um, but for us, it's, it's just like the uh, incredibly stressful. Um, we are both trying to work. We have three kids. We have a 10, seven, and one-year-old. Um, and, you know, that first week, they're, like, sending us home, like, curriculum and assignments. And, like, we have, like, a full schedule of meetings. We have a baby. I'm nursing. Um, and so that just that, like, like that terrible stress and panic kind of that comes up. Um, I think and I've talked to other one of the moms I talked to, she's like, I feel like I'm breathing underwater, you know, like I can't breathe. Um, And so I think there's like just this whole level of just like emotional support and so, you know, mental health support um, that is just like really needed so that we can be present for our kids and also just so we can just get through it. Um, And then I think once those needs are met, then we can start talking about like Chromebooks and like curriculum and and academics, but, but we're not there. I mean, most, a lot of us are not there. It really depends on your situation. Even in classes where I didn't really assign a lot of homework, you know, everything is homework now. That's Lindsay Smith. She's a teacher at Cypress Charter High School in Live Oak. I asked her for some practical tips on what's working in her classroom. One of the things that we've done as a school to try to increase sort of the communication with students is that we we hold virtual office hours every day, Monday through Friday, from 12 to 2. And so during those virtual office hours, I know some teachers just have a standing like Zoom meeting that's open and kids can join or not join. Many of us also use Google Hangouts and some ways that we can chat with students or video chat with students. And so I've seen a lot of student engagement, just asking questions and checking in using that method. So I think that's been pretty successful. And I know some other teachers have set up like small groups and encouraged them to do their classwork and their homework in small groups over these same kind of digital platforms. And and that's been successful as well. So they're helping each other with their math homework. So I think that we're really lucky that this is happening in an era of so many great digital tools to help students engage with their learning, because if it was just take this book home and do this worksheet, I think that we would see a real drop off in engagement. Open Zoom office hours may work for high school, but kindergarten through second grade is a whole different ball game. Lauren Pomerantz is a first grade teacher at Delmar Elementary in Live Oak. She leads a 45-minute class every morning at 10. Whew, that was good exercise, everybody. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, awesome. Okay, so um, that's going to be the end of our lesson today. Tomorrow, we're going to do some fun. We're going to take a little break from our math lesson. Um, I'm going to read a story. Uh, give me a thumbs up if you want to do a little more go, go Noodle together. Okay, we can do that. On Lauren's screen is a Brady Bunch view of her classroom. There's 16 little squares with a view of each kid. Most of the kids are in pajamas. One girl is wearing a tiara. Almost all of them are bouncing around, but it seems like they're paying attention. Okay, so we'll start tomorrow with sharing, and then we'll do some go noodle, and then I'll read a story. Okay, um, I'm gonna open us up for some questions. If you have questions, I see Ezra's hand up. Hi, Ezra. Um, I have gone to summer on my... Lauren videos in from a corner of her bedroom. She brought home the classroom calendar and their class mascot, Danny. He's a stuffed dog. She said those reminders of the classroom give the kids a sense of normalcy. I asked her what's working in her first grade classroom. I'm just a, a super believer in routine, even within like your the lesson that you teach. So, um, you know, as I've moved, as I've transitioned from just getting online into the Zoom meeting and just talking and listening to all the kids share about something, um, now that I've moved into teaching, I'm bringing back a lot of those same uh, teaching tools that I use. So it's they're, they're reminded of oh, this is, this is what we do. We do the counting and then we do some number writing and then we do this problem and then we go and they, and they fall back into that routine very, very easily. So I'm just trying to keep everything as much of a routine as I can. And also just making sure that they see me having fun and that I think it's really important that kids see this as not a stressful time but that is just an opportunity to learn in a different way. And, and, you know, we can still have fun together in this new way. One of the things that's been working for Live Oak School District is getting Chromebooks out to their students. As of this week, all third through eighth grade students had those laptops. For the younger grades, the Live Oak Schools Foundation is raising money to get them laptops too. On Wednesday, more than 200 third grade parents lined up outside Del Mar Elementary to pick up the Chromebooks for their kids. Marilyn Rocky, the principal, handed them out personally. She spoke to each parent as they drove up. She asked them how they're doing. I would say um, out of the probably 250 cars that rolled into our drive aisle today, I had less than 10 families tell me they're okay right now. You know, less so it's everybody's struggling and a lot of it is families are conveying the message they don't feel they're doing enough they they're feeling like failures they're feeling like how can I do my job and teach at the same time because th that's not what I do and and we have families that have to leave their kids home you know to be watched by an older sibling and and then come how do I help my kids with all this schoolwork so you know our message to all these families is you're enough and we want you to take a breath and know you are enough. You're everything your child needs right now as long as you can be emotionally present and just be there for them. This is the recurring theme. We heard this from just about all the educators we spoke to. Parents, do what you can. Don't beat yourself up, they said. A teacher from Pleasure Point told me, whatever your kids are missing in school now, they can always learn later when this crisis has passed. 
So the most important thing is that kids feel loved and secure. Here's Alison Guevara again. She's the parent who runs the Zoom support group. This is a radical change in our daily lives, and we really need to name it and be compassionate and understanding with each other and with our children. And I just think that we're still really, it's still in the early days, and there's still so much to learn and figure out. In terms of how we can best serve our kids right now, there are still a lot of nuts and bolts type questions that need answers. For example, how many kids in our county still need access to computers and Wi-Fi? And how are teachers now going to navigate report cards and advancing kids to the next grade level? The county leaders we spoke to don't have hard answers yet. Things are moving fast. A month ago, before the lockdown, about four out of five public school students in our county were not ready to learn from home. They either didn't have a device or they didn't have Wi-Fi. That's according to the County Office of Education. Since then, local schools have distributed tens of thousands of Chromebook laptops to students. Internet service providers like Cruz.io and Santa Cruz, and also AT&T and Spectrum, have offered reduced-cost connections for low-income families. Chris Monroe, the superintendent of Santa Cruz City Schools, wrote to me by email Sunday. She said her worry is not devices, but internet access. The district had ordered more than 500 Wi-Fi hotspots, but only received about 200 so far. As far as how the closures will impact report cards and criteria for moving up to the next grade level, the county superintendent said he'll release the new policies in the next few weeks. Everyone's figuring this out, teachers and school administrators included. And life goes on for high school seniors. For Nolan Haynes, the SoCal High senior in isolation, at least his phone's still lighting up. Like, girls are starting to hit me up now. Like... Hey, I thought thought you were cute, and now it's quarantine. I don't know what to do. I'm like, are you serious? Now's the time. <laughs> I'm just telling them it's a little too late because, like, I don't know. We're all we're all going to college, and uh, yeah, I'm just not gonna be in the area. But I don't know. It's just still good to get the attention. <laughs> Sign up for our free email newsletter. We're in your inbox two to three times a week. Sign up is at santacruzlocal.org. We're supported almost entirely by our members. Thank you to all our members. Thank you especially to our Guardian Level members, Chris Necklison, Patrick Riley, Elizabeth and David Doolin, and the Kelly family. Thanks to Trimpot for the music. Thank you for listening to Santa Cruz Local.